Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Reclaim your Saturdays. Call 1-800-GOD-JUNK. And two smiling, happy people will magically appear at your front door. They'll be driving a clean, shiny truck. And they'll be wearing snappy, happy uniforms. All you have to do is point, 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 point. And that junk will be gone, 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 gone. Hooray! You have a Saturday. Give us a call. And we'll give you back your Saturdays. Call 1-800-GOD-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOD-JUNK.COM. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome inside Hour 2, The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. Hit us up on Twitter at HowAboutAFresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. And uh, before we get into where over half the league is converging on today in the NFL, uh, the big news we heard about a few minutes ago, Deb Carson talked about it in the update, uh, the Texans have released J.J. Watt, Watt putting out a statement on social media saying he asked for his release. Now, Doug, you and I talked about this a few minutes ago and got into you know how, where this plays into Deshaun Watson and the Texans holding on to him or not. I, I look at this whole situation, though, and I take a step back and I go, Wow, if this isn't the, the, the dictionary definition of how to alienate your stars you know, in, in one fell swoop, like what's been going on with the Texans, you would think that, okay, we've had some period of upheaval. We have you know, a, a controversial hire uh, to run our football department after Deshaun Watson, and now you hire a head coach that really was a guy that nobody else was talking to, and it was tough to, to give somebody the job because it was really difficult to say the Texans and sell them as a winning team. They have no draft picks. They have no money to be able to spend on free agents. And I see how they've acted towards their stars, and you can – try to judge a team by how they act to their stars and keep them happy. 
And the number one thing they've failed to do is to do that. You know, Deshaun Watson's unhappy. J.J. Watt was unhappy. He asked for his release today. And I have to sit back for a second and go, wow, there's got to be some kind of meetings going on in Houston saying we have to kind of change our approach here because it's been combative with Deshaun Watson. And, and while we don't know everything that went behind the scenes with J.J. Watt, uh, it, clearly things didn't go well if he asked for his release to go on and play someplace else when this is the only place he's ever played. I, I, I watch the Texans and I go, this is kind of how not to do things in the NFL. You agree on that or disagree? Um. I, I, I look, I, I think it's one of those things to where we hear the name J.J. Watt. We're like, oh, whoa, whoa, J.J. Watt, right? But you're like, well, he had a $17.5 million cap hit. He's not the same player anymore. Um, look, I, 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 it's, it's really, it's interesting. Obviously, the good deeds he did during the hurricane um, and the, the money that he raised is just amazing. Right. Like, I think he's a legitimate, good human being. But there are times in which you have to go like, hey, look, this is the NFL and this it's a performance based business. And I don't think he performs nearly at the level of his contract anymore. Now, what, what we don't know is if Nick Casario offered him an extension and changed the cap number and he rejected it because he said we, we mutually agreed to part ways. Right. Is this, you, you know, cut me instead of trading me? I, I just I don't think I think JJ Watts kind of washed up. That that would be my my guess. And it sucks because he was so dominant and then he was so injured during times in which he was dominant that it's forever going to take away from his statistical legacy within the NFL. Um but I I'm not sure that this doesn't happen no matter where JJ Watt plays, no matter how the organization is run considering how much he was going to make and where he is in his career. Sure. I, you know, it, yes, I, I agree with you. I think the, the image of J.J. Watt is better than the actual what you're going to get on the field. And it, it, he's still a star and he's still going to you know, be a big story. But is his impact exactly what it is? I agree with you there. But I, I think that teams, when players see how you treat your stars and, and the, the, the optic when it's bad one, when here's the two biggest stars the Texans have and they're both at odds with the franchise in different ways, I think that that speaks a lot to – oh, boy, do I really want to go play there? Can I trust going there as a free agent? If this is how they treat their stars, how are they going to treat me? And when you see the other players on the team the same way going, man, they can do this to Deshaun, they can do this to JJ, whether or not whatever part of the narrative is true or not, perception is reality. And I think the perception of the Texans now is they really know what they're doing. I mean, is, is, this, is this a team that really understands you know, how things run in a modern NFL? And it's not an optic that you want out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you here, okay? Because, look, players sign places for two reasons. One, relationship with coaches, and more than anything, who's going to pay me the most money? That's about it, okay? It's, is it, and, and look, if you want to say how players treat stars, if they trade Deshaun Watson, if they acquiesce to a guy whose new contract is just now going live in the next NFL year, then what contract what player can't walk into the lock to, to the uh, front office and say like, Hey, I'm out, right. Trade me, get rid of me. If, if, if you're, if you're that committed to Deshaun Watson and you acquiesce this soon in his contract, no one else's contract means anything. Whereas JJ is actually, I think a, a, something that you could argue is the right thing to do. Now it's interesting. They didn't trade him, which means one of two things, either they couldn't get, uh, value for him or two the places that they could trade him to weren't places that he wanted to go and so they came to the you know let me just release me and I won't say a bad word about you you won't say a bad word about me and we'll move on in, in different directions so I think it's one of those two one of those two things but here's where it actually kind of goes counter to to what what you're saying like, look, J.J. Watt shouldn't be making $17.5 million. He's not that good a player anymore. But because he's J.J. Watt, it really we reads weird that he's been released by the only team he's ever played for. And the new Texans, in their effort to be the new Patriots, which is why you bring in the guy who's the right-hand man of Belichick is, hey, no, no name is safe 
we, we, we find the best football players, regardless of who you are or what you're, you know, or, or how much you make or where you're from. Like, we're going to find the best football team. That's what the Patriots were able to do. They traded away Richard Seymour. They traded, they traded away stars. They got rid of Randy Moss when he was a malcontent later in his, his career. So they've, they've done these things previously. And I, I think that's more a sign of this is actually business as usual in the NFL as opposed to anything else. All right, let's hear a little bit of J.J. Watt. He put this statement out on social media a few minutes ago following his release from the Texans saying, hey, I want everybody to hear this from me. Let's take a listen. I wanted to do this on video uh, as opposed to putting out a statement or doing a press conference or anything like that because I want you guys to hear it directly from me. I want to speak directly to you and the city of Houston um, so you can hear the words straight from my mouth. Um, I have sat down with the McNair family and I have asked them for my release. And we have mutually agreed to part ways at this time. So there it is. There it is. I want you to hear it from me. I want to put this out. I got scooped a little bit by Ian Rappaport, who had the word of J.J. Watt's retirement. And it's always weird, Doug. I feel like this is like the second or third time this has happened in the last couple of weeks where, hey, I'm all set to have an announcement and, and say where I'm going. Like Trevor Bauer, he did this with the Dodgers. And like, Two or three minutes before, hey, someone's got the story. I'm going on with it. And then uh, you yeah, miss it by two minutes, you know, being able to break this and everybody else starting to pick it up. Oh, I, ha- I had the story. I, we were able to do it. But two minutes, somebody had the story and they were able to go and, and trump them on it. It was pretty funny. I, I do like that. Th- this was kind of the original intent of social media, right? Which is like it cuts through the we don't need the PR firm. We don't need. You know, the we, we don't need the SID in college athletics. We don't need uh, the PR in the NFL. We just straight through to the players and a little organic announcement instead of somebody tweeting out their thoughts, giving us kind of video thoughts. I actually think it's a good thing. I thought it was funny. He said, you guys were great to me. Outside of booing me on draft night, you were great to me. <laughs> So we'll have more on this story as it develops throughout the night, the day. J.J. Uh, Watt released by the Houston Texans, as he said, he asked for it. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Now, elsewhere in the NFL today, 17 teams at least are descending on Clemson. Why? Because Trevor Lawrence is about to have his pro day. Now, obviously, other players are going to have their pro days too, which is why you get a lot of teams going there. But you see all the teams that are going to be there. The Jaguars are going to be there. The Jets are there. The Falcons are there. All these teams that pick up high in the draft. Really, Doug, is there is there any chance? Is there even the slightest bit chance that suddenly Urban Meyer decides at the last second, you know... I really like this Zach Wilson kid. We're going we're gonna to take him number one because that would be the perfect thing for, for what to happen to the Jets is the Jets move heaven and earth to get to Sean Watson, give up like eight draft picks, and then they get to the draft and Urban Meyer says, hey, yeah, we're, I'm going to take Zach Wilson, and then suddenly Trevor Lawrence is sitting there at number two and the Jets go, oh, man, we screwed ourselves. Um, look, I, personally, I would, consider, I would consider not taking him. I, I, I would. Uh, but I don't, you know... They kind of showed us their hand in getting an Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer wouldn't have taken that job unless he unless he was completely secure in what they were going to do at the quarterback position. And Trevor Lawrence is seen as a cut above the rest of the prospects. And they have other draft picks. They have other resources. They have cap room to kind of rebuild this thing organically. So if it was me, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if, you know, like no one young player, if you can go and get a bunch of dudes and completely rebuild your, your franchise. The problem is you have Jacksonville, and the last time they had the dudes, they had a quarterback who wasn't good enough, who they didn't trust, they didn't believe in, and it, it forever kind of held them back. And, you know, th- this is a guy seen as the cleanest prospect since Andrew Luck. And if you look at Andrew Luck's immediate success in the NFL with the Indianapolis Colts, from a team that won, I think, one game the year before he got there, there, there's reason to think Jacksonville has to do this. I wouldn't, but I don't think there's any way they don't. It, it's tough. For, it's tough for me to not take him because when he is pushed to be this kind of once in a generation prospect, okay, the is is the risk worth the reward to not take him? Because if you take him and he's a bust, well, okay, well he was the guy that everybody said to take, and no one's going to second guess. Boy, why do we take him? Why? But he really goes out there, and Urban Meyer, you got to really be convinced that Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or somebody else is going to wind up being better than him because all you're going to do is hasten your departure 
from the team if if you uh, if you wind up taking the wrong guy at quarterback and you don't win. You know, if you don't take if you take Trevor Lawrence and you don't win, well, okay, it happens and and you move on. And you still have four or five years as the head coach to figure things out. But man, I'll tell you, if you don't take him and he winds up being great and your guy is okay or not quite what Trevor Lawrence was, that's one of the quickest ways to get fired in the NFL. Yeah, no question. Um, I don't. I mean, like he can't fire himself, so. It's look, the whole thing works for, for Jacksonville. He's from near there. He played in college near there, you know, close enough. So he gives them, he gives them some local pop for a franchise that's forever. And then nationally he's respected and within the league, everybody thinks he's a dude. So it all makes sense. It is interesting that 17 other guys now they're showing up to see everybody else at Clemson, as well as take a look at, at Trevor Lawrence in case he was on the market, but it is weird. Like, do I show up and scouting this guy, even though I know they're not trading that pick? That that part becomes interesting. So, so a little bit more. You 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 were you're not sold on him because of the hype. I, you're I not sold on him because of what I, you I, saw. Like what what are you not sold on him for? No 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 no. That 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 part that that part I wouldn't I I wouldn't say. I don't think he played with a great team, and I think he lifted them to heights that they wouldn't achieve. Um, uh, wouldn't achieve otherwise. But I also think that, like, look, what we've learned in the NFL is quarterbacks are incredibly valuable, okay? But they can't be your only thing. Look at Houston, right? Like, whatever you think of Deshaun Watson and however he ranks as a quarterback, you better have a team around you. And, you know, Jacksonville's a team that's been completely depleted. Like, look, if I was the Jets and I had, I know they don't have the number one pick. Like, again, I have three first-round picks. How many second and third round picks so I could just have young dudes out there because you got to be rebuild the lines. I mean, what happened? How did San Francisco? I know San Francisco wasn't that good this year. And part of it is you didn't have a quarterback, but they just had a litany of injuries. But San Francisco was a dominant team. How they do it? They did it through years of acquisitions through the draft, right? I mean, that's the, the way. How did Tampa get so good? Right. Yes, they added in Dominican Sue, and yes, they added a couple other pieces, but they added through years of ineptitude, led them to drafting, and eventually you just get so many picks. This to me would be a way to, to have a shortcut to getting that talented. Of course, once you get to be that talented, you'd be in search of a quarterback, the likes of Trevor Lawrence again, so it might run counter to it. But th- that's my thing. It's it's not that I don't think he could be great, it's that it's not like he's walking into a playoff team that needs a quarterback. He's walking into a roster that is really deprived of talent and hoping to rebuild it. Well, see, but the th- this is a league where you go from 5-11 and 11 to the Super Bowl, you know, and, and, and when you have that pick, your number one pick is a quarterback, you have a lot of picks, you know, the next couple of years in, in the first three rounds. You have more money than anybody else to remake this team, and it, suddenly now the Jaguars are a destination because, hey, you, you got your franchise quarterback. You have a head coach that has won everywhere he's been. Is the jury out for the NFL? Sure, but there's always going to be a bit of doubt for somebody for the NFL. But but the one thing I know about Urban Meyer, the guy can coach. And so I, I, I see the Jaguars as like they can take a huge step right away. You know, if I, I think I think they're going to be in the Super Bowl in the next five years. I, they, they can make their team great right away and, and, and just be one of those teams that kind of flips a switch on it because they'll have all the pieces in place. Because I think you can do it that fast if you're Jacksonville. Okay. How come it hasn't been done then? Well, you, you, need, a, you need a franchise quarterback like you're going to get when you take Trevor Lawrence number okay. one. It all starts with the quarterback. Okay. I mean, that, that, that'd that be fair. I mean, like, look, Tampa, it had been 20 years since they won a Super Bowl, since they won 10 games in regular season. Right now, could you say it's because they didn't have franchise quarterback? Okay, and I do think he's a much cleaner prospect, obviously, than Jameis Winston was. But you know, Jameis Winston threw five thousand yards last year, and you know they didn't make the playoffs. And so I, I just, I do think there there are franchises that some of it is about luck, some of it is about quarterback, but a lot of it is about you. You have to I mean look at Cleveland. C- Cleveland, it's a years of ineptitude have led them to drafting well enough to where they just they got so many guys eventually they kind of figured it out and baker's not great but he's good enough and he's gotten them you know to the playoffs and we'll see if there's if that's the ceiling or if there's another layer to it i just uh, you know you you asked if i had any issue with trevor lawrence of course not like enough nfl people like yeah he's a lot better than the rest of the guys and i everybody else you're like swallowing hard on okay zach wilson's Good at BYU. <laughs> you know, I like him. And you like what you see. 
but you you don't know for sure. Whereas everybody seems to know for sure. So to that part and being from around there and playing college around there and, and being kind of handpicked by Urban Meyer and all of that stuff makes sense. I'm just telling you though, that the best 53s in the NFL are the ones that the, the are the ones that are great. And the ones that it's not about just who has the great quarterback as we've come. Matt Stafford's a perfect example. You don't put a good team around him. It doesn't matter how good you are, how well-respected you are, you ain't winning. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. It is the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. Uh, we got some Super Bowl talk coming up in a bit. Hey, could oh. the next great player be joining Tom Brady in Tampa? We can get to that now, as well as we're going to talk to a Super Bowl champion from the Bucks coming up next. Keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. Go to rockauto.com for all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com is a family business founded by automotive engineers in 1999 with two goals in mind. First, to give people direct access to all the parts information hidden in the computers and catalogs behind the parts store counter. And second, to make parts affordable by offering reliably low prices. At rockauto.com, you choose the part brands, prices, and features you want anytime, 24-7. rockauto.com even has many of the parts you might have been told are, quote, dealer only or no longer available the parts are delivered directly to your home or office so why waste time and money hunting for parts phoning driving waiting in lines go to rockauto.com today and make sure to let them tell you we sent you write dan patrick in there i'm saleha mosin and i've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the united states in 2016 i saw how voters were leaning towards trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How did you hear about us box? That's writing Dan Patrick in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan Patrick today. Hit us up on Twitter at HowAboutAFresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. Uh, coming up in a few minutes, we'll get into what is next for Tom Brady in Tampa Bay because it may be adding Odell Beckham Jr. But joining us now on the hotline, Super Bowl champion A.Q. Shipley of the Bucks. Uh, how does it feel? Are you going to make people introduce you now as Super Bowl champion A.Q. Shipley? Is that you're going to go for the rest of your life now? I mean, I think as long as people listen to that, I think that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd make my whole family call me that. Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's a surreal week. I mean, it has been absolutely awesome. Um, Greatest feeling reaching the pinnacle in in your sport. I mean, there's nothing better. And I mean, it has uh, only gotten better as the weeks went on with the parade and everything. It's been awesome. Uh, All right, let's let's go back to the game. Uh, In terms of the dominance in the trenches, both sides of the ball for your team, how much of that was part of what you guys saw a possibility of leading up to the game? Yeah, we knew, um, you know, they obviously had some injuries up front on their front. I mean, we've had some injuries as well. I mean, that's part of the NFL, right? Everybody's got to deal with injuries. And uh, usually the team that deals with it best is the team that kind of comes out on top. Um, and we, we knew we, we could take advantage of some things. I mean, we, um, we played them earlier in the year. We probably didn't take advantage of the run game nearly as much as we could have. And, um, we just kept hammering it, kept pounding it. We had a two-headed monster in Rojo and um, playoff Lenny, as everyone's calling them. And, you know, we just we just had those guys rolling, and we were ready and excited to take it to them on offense. And, you know, defensively, you know, we knew 
what we had up front with those front four. And, you know, if we could just let them eat and play coverage against such a talented offense, we could, we could get rolling a little bit. And fortunately for us, it worked to our plan. It was, everything worked out exactly the way it was supposed to that night. You know, the funny thing I, I take away from watching this game and the biggest thing from looking from the Chiefs' perspective is that clearly you guys were dictating the game the entire time. And I didn't see any adjustments from Andy. I didn't see any jet sweeps with, with Tyreek Hill or we're going to throw the ball out of the backfield. There was, like, no adjustments, and they, they kind of tried to do the same thing, which was have Mahomes get, you know, make, 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 uh, get some time and throw the ball downfield. And it was just repetitive over and over. And I really expected to try to see more adjustments from the Chiefs in that one. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, we, uh, we had a good game plan. I mean, our last two weeks, obviously, we're playing against – Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, two of the best at getting outside the pocket and extending plays and creating things down the field. Um, our goal was to do everything we could to rush those four, let them eat, and hopefully try and do everything we could to contain them and keep them in the pocket and um, not let them get those big plays outside the pocket. And um, they kept, you know, they kept doing the drop back stuff, and we kept, you know, keeping them in the pocket and just being relentless up front. And um, it was awesome to watch those guys get after them all night long. All right, let's talk about what's really important. Uh, how much grief is Joe Hay caught? Because he, I mean, it was it was knocked out of his hands, but it did hit his face mask. I mean, he, fat guy touchdown in the first half of the Super Bowl, and he drops the ball. Please tell I mean, thank God Brady didn't throw him the Lombardi Trophy the other day. Yeah, right. I mean, I think would ended up in the, I think would ended up in the river for sure. Um, yeah, we we were we were we were busting on him. We had a nice little group chat going and. Uh, there's a great picture of him of the ball getting knocked loose and his face just, I mean, you could just tell every emotion on his face. Like, man, I just screwed this up so bad. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we he, you know he's we, also hoping, he was also hoping like the next two plays when you ran, he's like, please score, please score, please score, please score. You don't score. He's like, damn it. Damn it. Yeah, oh my God. Exactly. It's like, like double jeopardy there. Exactly. Yeah. And then we didn't score on it. Right. I mean, and then, yeah. and then it's just like, you come to the sideline, you got to deal with that for, uh, whoever knows, whoever knows how long, and so yeah, I mean we've we've been giving them grief, but it all ended with a ring, so I'm sure everybody's happy. Okay, look, you've been in this league for a long time, right? You play with a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of good quarterbacks. Okay, yep. what's the secret sauce? I mean, because like, look, and I don't, and and I'm not talking about why he gets younger looking and better looking over time. Okay, but what's the why does winning follow Tom Brady? Oh, there's so much little stuff that I don't even know can be explained. I mean, I try and just say, listen, if you've watched The Last Dance and seen the bits and pieces of Michael, I mean, there's just so much of that that it just brings the best out in everybody around him. You watch him practice. You watch how intense he is during the week. You watch just the way that he's never satisfied with the game plan, always trying to um, implement his own thing, add his own little intricacies from the minute he gets it on Tuesday night to – all the way up until, you know, hour before the game. He's doing multiple meetings with the receivers and skill guys on game day, on Saturday nights, and, you know, getting all the different protection looks during the week with O-line in between periods when, when the offense isn't even practicing. I mean, he just does so many things just to make sure the other 10 guys around him are always on point. And um, you can clearly see, I mean, I've only been around him for whatever it was, six months, and, it, it was so awesome just to kind of watch greatness kind of right before your eyes and just watch how he makes everybody else around him better. Did uh, his behavior at the boat party surprise you? Was it kind of in line who he is behind closed doors? I don't think a single person on this team has seen that side of him yet. I mean, he was football and football only, and, you know, you could just tell. I mean, winning means so much, almost everything to that guy. And um, seeing him just kind of let loose and, you know, enjoy it, being on a boat parade instead of uh, what he's used to doing his parades and what is it, negative two and snowing in the Northeast at this point. So um, just seeing him kind of enjoy that, it was awesome to watch and it was awesome for everybody else. Uh, okay, so he said tequila, but he feels it. It, it feels like he's got to be a lightweight, right? Like, was it was it a Z, tell us? Was it a White Claw? Was it a Zima? What was really going on in the Zima? Boat? What is it? Nineteen ninety four? It's a Zima. <laughs> that's, that's a great question. I mean, they 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 put him on the super yacht. They put us uh, nameless, faceless offensive lineman on a pontoon on the in the back of the parade, just like usual. But. Um, you saw him having a good time. It was awesome to see. You obviously saw the videos just like everybody else. And I mean, just, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, it just, everybody was just having a great time. Tampa showed up, the city showed up. I mean, the, 
players had a great time. I mean, this is something that kind of, you know, this, this city's been waiting for, and, you know, he finally brought it. All right, so if the Lombardi Trophy winds up falling to the bottom of the bay, how many people dive in to go get it? I think everybody that was around that thing would have found a way to go get that thing, right? <laughs> well, he's like, you know, the, the arrogance of Tom, he's like, look, don't worry, I get, I get six more of those things. You guys don't, don't worry about that, trust me. Do you have any idea? Like, you said, like, do you have any idea how valuable this is to me? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. I, I probably would have been the first one going after that thing. God, I mean, it took me twelve years to finally touch that thing. So, yeah, I would have, I would have, I would have dove in for sure. When it was double zeros, when it was double zeros, you look up at the clock and you're you're a Super Bowl champion. You point out, you know, twelve years in this thing: Steelers, Eagles, Colts, Ravens, back to the Colts, Cardinals, and and only six months now with the Buccaneers. What went through your mind? What what did you actually think of in that moment when you realized you were a Super Bowl champion? Ah, uh, so much, right? I mean, it's so hard. I mean, this is gonna be one of the things I'm gonna have to look back on, and you know, it's not gonna hit me for a while. But I mean, in the moment, it was just like relief, right? I mean, it's you, you've reached the pinnacle, you've reached the summit at your profession that so few people are able to accomplish, and um, it's just so many years of hard work. I've been cut numerous times. I've had multiple injuries, you know, I had a career ending one this year. I mean, just so many different things. Right. And it's just, um, so many things of ups and downs and, you know, trials and tribulations and blood, sweat and tears of all the years. And then you just sit there and you're like, you know, I did it. We finally did this thing. And then ultimately, you know, I, I, you know, I was so excited to get to enjoy it. You know, with COVID, they were only allowing two family passes. So my wife and one of my daughters, my oldest daughter was able to come down. She's almost three and just kind of, Seeing her being able to enjoy it and me being able to enjoy it with her afterward was, you know, it meant everything. You did have a bruised spinal cord this year, right? And you talk about a career like, you know, so I, I guess, does it, is it worth it, right? That's, that's the big question. Is it worth it experiencing the, the ultimate, the lows of this sport, the highs of this sport, bruising your spinal cord in what, you know, had to be the scariest thing you've ever been through? Is it all worth it? Absolutely. Wouldn't change it for a thing. I mean, this is something that we all sign up for. Everybody always asks that, right? Like, you know, you, you end up going through knee replacements, hip replacements, whatever it is down the road, right? I mean, it's, it's inevitable. It's a dangerous sport. I mean, the violence that occurs in this sport, I mean, we all watch it from week to week, and I've been able to endure it physically for the last 12 years, and it's it's a violent sport, but we knew exactly what we were getting into signing up, and, um, you know, that's that's it's a beautiful thing when it all when it all pays off and you get to walk out, you know, sail off into the sunset, holding a trophy and getting a ring in six months. Bucks AQ Shipley with us here on the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. Uh, so uh, for you, when, when it comes to the Super Bowl, you've, you've won, and now you segue into hosting a podcast. You, you host a hockey podcast? I mean, I, I don't think anybody else does stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, so it's so funny. Uh, Pat McAfee, I'm sure you guys all know him, he's, he's become one of my best friends over the years and um he's had me kind of as a regular guest on his show over the years and he was like listen like you know at some point you're gonna have to start figuring out what you want to do afterwards and i said you know what i don't know if I, i'm any good at it i know i make some people laugh when i come on your show every once in a while so let's let's give this thing a, a whirl he was like well listen he's like you know just to get you comfortable with hosting and asking questions and doing things like that he's like you know we don't have anything doing going with hockey he's like we know how avid of a hockey fan you are why don't you dive into that with one of one of his co-hosts, Nick? And you know, we we started doing this thing, and you know, it just it, it gets me comfortable talking. It gets me comfortable doing the thing, and I get to enjoy you know talking about something that I enjoy watching. So it's been good for me. Well, and you get to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning too, right? Like it's all it all all circles back to who would have thought Tampa City of Champions? That is not something that we thought would slip off the tongue quite uh, nearly as easily. No, I agree. I mean, what a, what a I mean, what a year this city's had. I mean, you know, three three teams playing for the championship, two of them winning it. I mean, this city's been on fire. It's been electric all year. Um, fortunately, they've been able to at least enjoy these boat parades because, I mean, this, this COVID thing's um, as serious as it is. I mean, it's it's not allowed any, anybody to see as many sporting events as they would have liked to in person, I'm sure. But, you know, they, they were at least able to enjoy the heck out of the celebrations of a couple wins. You can follow him on Twitter at AQ Shipley. That is at AQ Shipley. His podcast is That's Hockey Talk. Congratulations, uh, Super Bowl champion AQ Shipley. Sorry about that. Say that on your podcast. Make people call you that. I think that would be pretty cool. I think that's the way that we're going now. I appreciate you guys.
Thanks, AQ. AQ was awesome. Uh, I mean, really an amazing story, right? And to be the center with Tom Brady, I mean, anybody who's been around NFL guys know this offensive lineman, they do, they do get put on a pontoon, but then they're, they're the best, the absolute best. First of all, like they they give each other the business. Unlike poor Joe Haig, like drops a touchdown pass in the end zone and then they don't score. Right. Right. So, so you, you know, had they lost that game, like Kansas city come back and won the game, like dude, Joe Haig drops touchdown pass. We'll catch touchdown pass. We win the game. Plus he's like, has a chance to represent fat guys everywhere. Fat yeah. guy touchdown. We would have gone crazy. But he tried to catch it with his face mask. He's going to think about that every day for the rest of his life. Even though they won, even though he, every day, I had it. I had it. I had it. I had it. It was in my hands. It was in my face mask. I had it. I had it. Every single day he's going to think about that. Um, you know, he talked about you know, uh, Tom Brady. And, you know, we, an interesting thing he said is that none of us saw that side of Brady up until what we did, you know, seeing it at the party, seeing how you know hammered he was, the avocado tequila and throwing throwing around the Lombardi Trophy. So we have never seen that side of him. How much of it do you think Brady celebrating? Because look, you know, quarterbacks are calculated. They you know they they know what they're doing. How much of Brady celebrating was I'm going to just let loose because I want to show everybody how much fun this is in Tampa compared to where I just came from. Where winning was great in New England, and it was it was fun. But he's never celebrated like that. We have never seen that side of Tom Brady before. And he picks now after I'd win with a new team to show you, man, I'm letting my hair down. Look how much fun this is because football wasn't really that fun in New England. How much this was kind of a blank you a bit to the Patriots? I, I don't think much of it. I mean, I know you do. You you think like that that Brady walks around like he's some scorned lover, okay? But his time in New England was. Pretty fruitful, right? He went to nine Super Bowls. They celebrated pretty. And Gronk would get get hammered. I just think this is where he is in his life. I think it was a lot like, I think a lot of us are going to go through that. The first time you go out, the first time you go on vacation, the first time you go party with, you know, a bunch of people to where you're like, you know, you. I, I do think that a lot of us have been having a nightly cocktail on a more regular basis. But you know, just to me, this is the, it's all of it, right? It's the, leaving it's the quarantining it's the being away from family it's the not you know you're out you're in the, like look he was day drinking and day drinking that that stuff sneaks up on you right you have one it goes down really fast <laughs> oh yeah. you have two it goes down fast you have three and then you stand up you're like whoa whoa hey is this boat is this boat on um, are, are we swaying what's going on here <laughs> uh, he was in a good place man like that's how it that's how it as long as you don't drive home that's how it should be man that's that's how it should be and i thought it was a moment because as talented as brady is and as successful as he's been like look he had he tried to do the facebook show so that he was a little bit more relatable but it's still hard to relate to him right like he's married to a supermodel not just any supermodel like the supermodel Right? I mean, he, his hair looks good. His teeth, his skin. It's hard for us to, it's like a, like a Greek God, right? So for him to be much more like us, like, oh, Tommy's having a, Tommy's having, he's day drinking. I love it. I, that was, it was a moment where I think his teammates liked him and understood he was human more and fans who had hated him since Spygate, hated him with Deflategate. I think anybody sits there and goes like, you know what? Good for him. Good for him. I don't think it had anything to do with New England. I just, I just don't. I think, I think a lot of New England came with them. I, I, I think that Tom Brady's smart enough to understand their, their game plan was not a Tampa game plan. It was super conservative. It was everything within five line. It was get rid of the football quickly. It was don't turn it over. It was run the ball. Like the only difference was they had slightly better players uh, than they had in in New England on the offensive side of the ball. But it wasn't like he was throwing to. Mike Evans all the time it wasn't like he was, you know, using like, look, he used Rob Gronkowski, he used Antonio Brown. Like those are Patriot guys. They played a Patriot game plan. So I actually think he has a lot more respect for how they do things in the professional manner in which they do things than people would ever give him credit. I don't think getting drunk at the boat parade had anything to do with it. I, th- I think that's a little bit of it. I mean, still, yes, great memories, but you see how bad the ending was and how they wanted to move on from him. They they insulted him with an offer when he had taken less money for his entire career. And look, how many stars use different things to motivate them? 
you know, and, and, and this is wanting to show that he wants to win the divorce, right? He wants to be the one that shows I'm moving on faster. I won the Super Bowl and Bill Belichick and the Patriots didn't. And I'm, I'm, I'm ready to be to, to party. No, I don't think he decided I'm just going to go out and just drink whatever I want to because I want to show the Patriots. But I think part of it is, yeah, you know, I think it's fun for them, for everybody to see how, how much fun football is and, and, and how, how, how well I'm playing. And and for the you know from the football part of it, you talked about the the game plan. Is that that's one thing you saw the big difference between Brady and Mahomes. This is why Brady has been around. He's forty three years old. Uh, it, the 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 game plan and what they were able to execute. The the Chiefs had to rely on Mahomes because they couldn't they couldn't block the Tampa Bay front four. Right, Tampa Bay is able to get pressure with four guys, which is why the Chiefs couldn't move the football. And Mahomes, what did he run? Five hundred yards before he threw a pass. I mean that incredible stat. And all he did was try to keep the play alive. But this is why Brady is is playing. He's forty three. He played at least forty five, forty six. Every play was the same. How fast does Brady get the ball out? It's, it's, it's his step drop, and he holds it for a second, and boom, the ball's gone. And he gets rid of the ball, and he doesn't get hit. And, and that's a huge thing, and every single play was the same. Brady didn't hold on to the ball more than a couple of seconds after he finished his drop. It was boom, here's the play, I'm out, and my jersey is clean, and I'm able I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royals. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Able to keep playing, and that's a, that's a huge deal for Brady to be able to keep playing the level he's playing at. No question. I mean, that's all those all those older guys get rid of it, but th- that's been his mo his entire career. And I thought the conservative nature. We we also have to point out there is a a little bit of a misconception over 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 Tom Brady, right? Where he, um, as a player, like he always took, he did, he always kicked the can kind of down, but there were times when he was the best player in the league. There were times in which he was the highest paid player in, or close to the highest paid player in the league. But again, part of that was he bought into the idea of having enough guys around him. And I don't know. Look, I'm, I just I, I think it's very easy to dismiss the Patriots and say, well, it was all Tom Brady when when we lived it. It was not all Tom Brady. And as much as we can sit here and take shots at the Patriots for whatever we think they did to handle Tom Brady, people I know in the NFL are like he was leaving no matter what. And oh, yeah, by the way, they needed a cap cleansing no matter what. Then you factor in they had eight guys opt out on their defense, which is the best part of their team. Cam Newton couldn't throw the football at all. Um, and they still won seven games this year. Like, I actually think that they had a damn good year, all things considered. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show, the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. We'll have more NFL on the way. Again, remember J.J. Watt released by the Houston Texans, his own request. We'll have more on that. But coming up next, guess how close we are to a big-time pro sports team changing their name and what they're asking their fans they might want out of their new nickname. That's straight ahead. This is Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Noom Weight uses psychology to help people everywhere learn about their eating habits. Eating is my love language? Yep, sure is. Uh, I say yes to seconds out of guilt. It's hard to say no to Aunt Jenny's banana pudding. Wait, I do what? Oh, fog eating happens to everybody. What the? We know. It can be a lot to take in. But with the help of Noom Weight, you'll learn the psychology behind your eating habits, how to change them, and get closer to reaching your weight loss goals. Sign up at Noom.com. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Coming up in about 10 minutes, we had a little bit more on J.J. Watt, now an ex-member of the Houston Texans. He asked for his release, and he got it. What does this mean for Deshaun Watson? But uh, something that we could be on the cusp of, you know, we, we knew this story was coming for a bit. The Cleveland Indians have announced they're going to change their name after the 2021 season. And, uh, Doug, they have sent out an, an, uh, a big, I would say, questionnaire to many of their season ticket holders asking them for advice for the name and what they would like to see in their name. Do they want it to promote hard work? Do they want it to promote loyalty, friendliness, fierceness, resiliency? Uh, so if you're, if you're a Cleveland Indians uh, season ticket holder, you have a lot of responsibility coming your way right now. Did they have to change the name? 
the Indians. Yeah, I don't think anybody had to change their name, uh, uh, but. I think the once the Washington football team changed it, once the Redskins changed, I think the Indians saw, boy, we're going to go through so much more heartache and we're going to go through so much more scrutiny if we don't change it that I think they figure it's easier for us to change it than if we leave it where we're at with Cleveland Indians. I don't know. I mean, Native Americans are not Indians. <laughs> That's the that one of the things I learned very early in school. Like they were mislabeled as Indians because they thought it was in India and it just kind of stuck or whatever. So I don't I don't know if they had to change their name. It had lasted this long. You you got rid of the uh, Chief Cuyahoga or whatever uh, on the on the lid the year before. It felt like acquiescing for to to would no one seemed all that bothered by it. But okay, um, I I look to me. One, this could be really fun. Two, it's going to end up poorly. I don't mind a Cleveland baseball team or just Cleveland. Like, that would be cool. Why do you have to have a nickname? Why do you have to have a mascot? I don't even know why you have to do the Cleveland baseball team. I actually, but Washington football team has kind of become cool, right? Just has. Like, that's fine. Do you, do you, are, are we past the point of needing a mascot? If we're past the point of having a mascot, which could be deemed to be offensive, or past the point of mascots altogether, right? Just like Cleveland. They're playing Cleveland tonight. I don't know. That's not bad to me. Or you could, this is my biggest problem with the changing nicknames from anything that could be deemed to be derogatory towards Native Americans. That's fine. But then we change the names completely and there's no mentions of Native Americans at all within our sports culture, right? Like I think the Braves is cool and it's not just cool because I grew up with it and because they have the, the tomahawk chop, because to me, like as a white kid who grew up in Southern California, I think of if that's Native American culture, it's a proud, fighting, tough, never say die. Like that's what it represents to me. And I, I see no negatives in that. None. So if you could find something like that where it still honors a culture, the problem is you have people, the only people that are going to send back in questionnaires like this are one, super old people, or two, like... <laughs> X-Men type people that are going to, they're, they're going to, they're going to name it something bizarre. <laughs> like the uh, Springfield isotopes. They're going to wind up. Naming yes. It that. yes. See, I, I see, I'm not a fan of Washington football team and it, it's always because it seems awkward that I feel like, all right, Washington football team, it, it kind of sounds like a soccer team, you know, like you're a football club, but mainly it always gets me on social media when I see something happening, like just an announcement for why, you know, Washington announces they're releasing, uh, you know, uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins. You know, the, the WFT announces they're releasing Dwayne Haskins. And I see WFT, and of course I see WTF, and right. everything looks like it's a punchline. Like, what the hell are the Washington football team doing? Because WTF, I see I see WTF when I see WFT. So it's like an inadvertent laughter. Like, look what they're doing here. And it could be the most sober of things available. Hey, we announced a new initiative to, to help education uh, in, in, Washington, in, in Washington from the WFT. It's like, what are we doing? I, I can't get past that part of it. Okay, so some want Cleveland Spiders because there used to be a baseball team known as the Cleveland Spiders. Yeah, that got disbanded I don't mind in the late 1900s. I don't mind Spiders, but a lot of people hate Spiders. Like every woman in my, in my, in my life hates spiders. Right. And, but it'd be cool with uh, arachnophobia. Right. Mm -hmm. Then there's the Cleveland guardians because there's, you know, some guy who, who designed uh, the Lorraine Carnegie bridge um, that, uh, that stood guard over the East West traffic since 1932, like Cleveland guardians, Cleveland rockers, Cleveland rockets, Cleveland naps. I like that one. Their baseball team puts me in. Do you, do you have any uh, Buckeyes, Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland Wild things? No, I like the spiders. I'm, I'm down with the spiders. I think, I think that's a good one. You know, we got more on this coming up in a bit. Uh, and again, that big story out of the NFL. This is Fox. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com.
Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.